Hello and welcome to another episode of Aphantasia Experiments, as well as the Psychic School podcast. I'm going to do both here because I'm going to talk a lot about a lot about a lot about a lot of things in this episode. I just recorded an entire episode. It was an hour long. And then I listened back. Thankfully, I listened back to more than 20 minutes because I ended up pacing into my bedroom and closing the door and the Wi-Fi cut out. So it just didn't. You don't hear big chunks of it, so I'm going to re-record. Hopefully, I can get a lot of the same information into this episode. And if, uh, I don't know, I feel like everything happens for a reason. There's probably something I said in that episode, uh, or something I was missing in that episode that needed to be said, but I can still transcribe it and make it into a blog. So, there, there's, it is what it is. Um, I was going to record two podcast episodes today anyway, so now I'm just recording one twice. So before I started get started with all of the things, there's so many things. Um, I wanted to say last week I had a hyper-focused day and I made a website. So it's aphantasiaexperiments.com. If you have aphantasia and you want to learn more, this can be your go-to place. I'm going to just keep posting stuff, any sort of knowledge I learn. Any store, anything that kind of comes in, I'm going to post about it. This is going to be my new fun thing. Um, so all my podcasts will go up there. I'm going to blog on there. I will share whatever experiments I do on myself on there. And I also, there is a donate button. So if you are interested in donating to my, my podcast, my vision, um, you know, any sort of donation is appreciated. It just helps um, me learn and grow and uh, do these experiments. You know, I think that I could solve a lot of these questions and problems that we have if I were to just meditate a little bit more on it or focus. I think, you know, solving the problem, I don't even like to call it a problem anymore. Solving the, uh, oh, I'm getting ringing in my ear. My left ear is ringing right now. I think that if we like took a moment and stepped back and like focused on this, we could figure it out pretty quickly. And that's what I'm kind of trying to do. But I also quit my job. And I mean, there was other thing, other parts involved, obviously. But um, anyways, if you want to cure aphantasia or want to learn more, and you want me to keep experimenting, um, you can donate. Um, but also, I wanted to say, I don't want to just take your money. I like, I'm the purpose of this podcast. I want to, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. I read books all the time. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm meditating constantly. I'm getting all this information. I'm sharing everything I can with you. I feel like I get to a point where I'm like, a pot that's flowing over and I need to get podcast episodes out. Otherwise I will explode. I have all this information coming in and I want to do that all for free, you know? So if there's a donation, that's great. But I also just like want to give that to you. Um, but I do believe in like energy exchanges. Uh, and I never really thought of this before because I think I love doing this. I absolutely like, this is my favorite thing. I love talking to my friends and what's better than talking to my friends talking to like a global audience anyone can listen and and take stuff from this it feels really good people email me from all over the world and it feels like this is the best feeling in the world that i can 
share what I learn with people around the world. It's, I don't need money for that. But I did my Reiki one, and I want to talk more about that. And for Reiki, they say that you should always have some sort of energy exchange. And uh, I've done Reiki on a few people now. And it's been such a magical experience. It's almost like I'm getting something out of it from doing it to them. So I don't feel like I need money. Um, and and the thing is, an energy exchange doesn't always have to be monetary, right? Um, some of the best exchanges I've had in my lifetime have been like more a, a compliment or, you know, an email saying something nice or it doesn't always have to be monetary it could be like hey i i know someone that i think you might have common interest in like making connections and stuff there's there's so many different ways that we can have energy exchanges you know if you if your friend is looking for a job and you see the perfect job on facebook and you relay that job to that person that's an energy exchange you know so don't always think about it as money if you get something out of this podcast you can Email me, rofocreative at gmail.com. I love hearing from people. You can leave me a review. Uh, whatever, anything is lovely and wonderful. And I wanted to say, too, for the website, I am working on making meditation tracks. I want to do a whole series of meditation tracks, but I want to make them super professional and super high quality. The sound, I've learned so much about sound and the different frequencies, and I'm trying to learn and soak in as much knowledge as possible so I can put the right types of sounds and frequencies into these meditations that will be available on my website eventually soon. So I wanted to throw the website out there, uh, follow along, you know, um, eventually I'll get more on social media too. I'm on TikTok, but I find social media exhausting. And uh, I'm reading this book called Soul Shift right now by Rachel Macy Stafford. It's one of two books I'm currently reading. And there's a page in there. It's actually right in front of me right now. I wonder if I can find it while I'm talking to you. But there's a page in there that talks about um, how you can be one thing and not another. Um, I'm going to really need, going to need what she says. Because it really resonated with me. I find that you start a podcast because you think, okay, I want to help people. But then it's like, okay, you start a podcast. You also need to start an Instagram. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I don't want to do everything. I don't. And you might not feel the same. Um, this is really annoying that I'm looking for a page while I'm on here with you. Okay, I'm not even going to bother. Basically, it's like I am uh, a teacher, but not an influencer. I am a podcaster, but not a social media guru. I am like, you can be one thing and not everything. And that's me. And I don't want to be someone who spends her day, you know, cross promoting all of her stuff on Twitter, Instagram, Whatever. I I want my podcast to get out there and to reach the people that it needs to reach to and uh, and then spend the rest of my life experiencing life and being off 
off the internet a bit. Um, so today's episode, I don't even know what I talked about the last couple minutes. It's eight minutes in already. I don't even know what we talked about. Basically, I just wanted to say I have a website. So sorry, I, I rambled so much about that. Hopefully there was some information in there that you're like, okay, thanks, Robin, for that. Because I don't know, I just rambled on. Okay. I need to do a episode, a follow-up episode to my 30-day grounding challenge. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Robin, started this 30-day grounding challenge. You haven't posted about it. I know. Okay, I know. I know, and I'm sorry. I, I truly am sorry, and I'm going to get to it this. As I mentioned before, I think I mentioned it here. I might have mentioned it on the podcast I just recorded, but I feel like a pot that's about to overflow, and I needed to record a podcast episode. I've had a crazy few weeks. I will get to that in the episode, but just so you're aware, the grounding thing has been absolutely magical for me, and I I can talk about it for so long. Um and I will in a follow up episode, but I do need to do a po- like a follow up questionnaire because I had a questionnaire for the start of the challenge. Um, and now I need a questionnaire to finish. And I just haven't been in that mode yet because I've had some crazy experiences the last week that has kind of just pushed me into a different space. Um, but grounding is so important. It's insane. The difference it can make on you if you actively ground yourself. Um, so in the last month, my intuition, my psychic development, my mediumship abilities have just completely cracked open. And it's for several reasons, but I, I believe it started with grounding. When I started grounding, I started um, being more in tune with who I am like at a soul level I felt like the earth was speaking to me through me and it it reminded me of the things that bring me joy it reminded me of who I am and what my purpose is it reminded me how to hold space for other people just like everything being the earth helped me like realign myself you know if you go through all the chakras like it felt like they were all in place every time I would step into my garden. And so I can talk about this for a long time. But one thing I did want to say was, so I'm in, I am in Canada, in Ontario, not in the coldest place in Canada. We don't live in igloos or anything. I know a lot of people from other parts of the world think Canada and they think we're, we're in, in an igloo, but we do have four very different seasons here. So we're in, kind of mid to end October here and it's getting chilly it goes from like we can swim in our pool in our backyard to we need to wear boots in a week like it can shift in a week it's wild sorry oops sorry I just need a sip of water there I was getting a tickle in my throat um so it's getting cold now and I'm, I was walking through the forest just wearing sandals and it's been such a magical experience. I walk through the forest just wearing no shoes. My feet are really dirty after and then I come home, wash my feet, la di da. And then throughout the day, I have an alarm that goes off on my phone, tells me to ground. I go into my garden and I ground. Bada bing, bada boom. That's what I've been doing. But now it's getting cold and I wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. It is pitch black in Ontario at six o'clock in the morning in the fall, like end of fall. 
so I'm getting up and I'm walking through the forest and there's some light in my forest and then there's this path that's like pitch black and I've been avoiding avoiding this patch I go through the light part and then and then I walk through anyways the last couple days I've been wearing shoes because I'm just too cold in the morning to leave the house with sandals on and so I've been trying to ground myself in other ways while I'm on my walk I think just being in the forest is really important it, it gives you negative ions like I, I don't know the science behind it, but I know being in a forest can, like, change your frequency. So I make sure every day I go through the forest. I'm very, very lucky I have, what, two-minute walk from my house. So I've been doing that, and I touch the trees. I've been trying to – I understand I, I did Reiki. I'll get more into my Reiki training. But uh, I am, like, really understanding – how powerful the palms of my hands are and so I keep putting my palms of my hands on on things like trees plants whatever but I also understand the soles of your feet are important too and you can get so much into you through the soles of your feet so whenever I can I take my shoes off but on my walk I'm just touching trees I'm also whenever I see a good big tree I will like lean my back against it and kind of do like a sitting squat against it and I can feel this like energy go in me the trees, I'm telling you, have so much wisdom. They can guide you in so many ways. We are so disconnected from nature and, and its ability to impact us and make us feel alive. Um, and it's, it's wild how quickly you can refeel that by just doing these grounding exercises. Uh, so for example, on the weekends, I find very, I find I'm very dysregulated because my whole family's here and they enjoy their devices and it's like electronic overload a bit. And my, I often like, will say no, no TV for the rest of the day or whatever. And that, that's good. This weekend was actually great because my kids were like into Lego. They go through little spurts of being into Lego and it was like Lego all weekend, which I love because it shows, you know, they have an imagination and they don't just watch YouTube videos. Anyways, weekends are hard for me usually because there's so many people on devices and there's a lot of electricity going through my house. And so I've been going into my little garden patch in the backyard and immediately I feel better, but then I'm like, I can't. I can't just hide in the garden patch whenever my kids are home. That's not really being a mom, you know? Um, and one thing my friend who I met through the podcast, actually, her name is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for uh, sharing this knowledge with me. When the, she's doing the grounding challenge as well, and she shared with me um, that you can ground yourself by just like touching a metal pole in your, like a pipe in your house. But then she discovered that just like touching the tap in your bathroom can help ground you. So now I'm making it an active like part of my day whenever I go to the bathroom. I mean, I'm going to touch the tap anyways to turn it on. But I, I like hold the faucet for a, a few seconds, uh, like up to a minute. It's like part of my meditative practice now. It's like part of my daily rituals, like stopping. It's also mindfulness, right? Like you're stopping, you're you're engaging with this tap 
I prefer doing it with a tree, absolutely. But if you are stuck inside, so you have a newborn baby or whatever, you can't, you're on a tight work schedule or whatever it is, take a moment, feel something that's connected into the earth, and that will help you. It might not be the same as like going outside and watching the clouds for a bit, but it's a moment of mindfulness and it's also a moment of grounding yourself. And so it's super important. Anyways, I I was not going to talk about grounding much on this episode, but I did want to touch on it. There's so much I've learned. It's wild. Um, I did want to go back to the forest thing. So I'm reading a book. So there's two books I'm reading right now. Oh, actually, I'm reading like six books. Who am I kidding? But the other book, <coughs> I got to talk about coughs. I'm going to cross my fingers. So as soon as I'm talk- done talking about this, I'm going to talk about coughs. The Heartbeat of Trees. That's the book I'm reading. And I re- I'm really enjoying it. I'm only, I think, six chapters in. It's by Peter Wollebeen. Wollebeen. W-O-H-L-L-E-B-E-N. He also wrote the book, The Hidden Life of Trees. It is fascinating, but one of the chapters was talking about um, our sixth sense and our seventh sense, our body awareness. And I'm wondering for for other fantastic people out there, if they have a heightened body sense because of our lack of ability to visualize. I don't know. So I am having this wild experience with Reiki where I am really feeling the body sensations a ton and it's cool and it's awesome and I love it, but it can can be scary at times. I, this is before I had my Reiki, I went to a house that was for sale and I went inside and as I was going down to the basement, I felt like my, my chest was like, I had pressure on my chest and I, I was like having an asthma attack. I couldn't breathe. I'm even getting like tight chested talking about it right now. And uh, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling really, I'm very hyper aware of my body sensations. Anyways, this chapter talks about this. And it talks about how the best thing you can do for your intuition, to open up your intuition, your sixth sense, your inner guidance system, to feel aligned, you know, all the things I was just talking about with the grounding stuff. I swear, like, the books come into your life when you're supposed to read them. This is why I read, like, multiple books at a time. I get information that I'm supposed to read, like, right as I'm supposed to read it. Um, I'm reading this thing, and I'm, like, I've stopped walking through the forest, like, my long walk through the forest, because it's too dark. And in this book... I like literally the day after my first walk through the forest where I walk the shorter route because it was lit up. This book starts talking about how the best thing you can do is walk through a forest at night when there's no light. So I'm like, this is morning. Same thing, right? It, walking through the forest during a, like dark because it like no headphones, no cell phone. I bring my cell phone in case, you know, like something happens, but I take my headphones out and this is my new practice, it talks about how we're so scared, right? We're so scared that we're going to get attacked by a coyote or a bear or a wolf, whatever. But for uh, for them, we're not prey, right? They're, they're not, they don't want to eat us. They want to eat the rabbit or the squirrel 
or whatever, they're not looking at us. They're just scared of us, right? They're going to try to hide away from us. So we're not, we shouldn't really be worried about that, but we are. I'm more worried about like someone jumping out and like killing me, which I'm more, I'm more scared about people than I am about animals. And that says a lot about me. I don't know that I might need to bring up in therapy, but like if I'm in a parking garage, I'm more scared in a parking garage than I am in the middle of the forest at nighttime. So I don't know. Um, so I start reading this book and I'm like, that's it. I need to start walking through the forest at night or in the morning. And I have been doing it for the last few days. It hasn't been a long experience, but I wanted to share it with you in case you're like in the same boat as me and you have a forest by your house. Like, what are the odds of that? Um, and you're scared to walk. It it really, truly does open up your intuition and your it develops you in, a, in such a magical way because you have to be aware of all of your senses and you have to have a good like body sense. I'm going through with my dog too and I'm hyper aware of what my dog is doing. My dog will walk forward and then take a step backwards some, sometimes when she can sense something. So I always stop there and then I like take a moment. She sniffs forward. I'm like looking around, hearing, listening, smelling, whatever. And it's amazing how quickly I'm looking down this path of darkness, pure darkness. It looks like complete black. And within like four seconds, I'm seeing so much more. Um, and in this book, it talks about, this really has nothing to do with anything, but it talks about how humans have an extra cone in their eye. So we're able to see green, whereas other animals aren't. And that got me thinking about leaves and how they change color. And maybe the trees are communicating with animals. Like, hey, by the way, it's getting, the weather's changing. Our, we're changing the color of our leaves so you can see us at night because the sun goes down. And when the light goes away, green is the hardest thing to see. And I know this from walking through the forest at night. You can't, the green just turns to black, but red and yellow, you can see when it's dark, it comes through quicker. I'm like, I think about the trees and how they kind of work with us to tell us stuff and tell animals stuff and, and how we kind of just ignore all of that. Anyways, I'm only a few, few chapters into this book and it's really making me like, whoa, that's interesting. This is cool. And it's not a spiritual book. It's not a science book. It's like a nature is fucking awesome book. And I love that. And it kind of brings both sides together, which I also love. I feel like that is part of my purpose in life is like not ignoring science, but like understanding that they're connected science and spirituality. It's not one or the other. It's it's together. It's learning and growing through both practices that, uh, I don't know. We're going to figure this out or at least learn together. Um, okay. I was just talking about, I don't even know. What were we talking about? Um, so I did want to talk about how things can crack you open in life. So I don't, I think I mentioned, so this is really hard for me because I just recorded an entire episode where I talked about all of these things. Now I'm like, I don't want to repeat myself. 
and I get into a zone. And when I start talking really quickly, I don't remember what I had just said. It just kind of flows out of me and I don't really know where it's going to go. So because I just recorded an hour long podcast that I'm kind of just throwing away now, I'm worried that I'm going to say the same thing over and over again. Um, we just lost a couple members of our family, my husband's side. Um, but that experience cracked me open further. And if I, I can look back at the cracks in my life. So if you picture your life as a, as an eggshell, um, there's points in your life that crack you open. I think the, like, think of the chick as your soul being able to be like, this is me. I'm here. I'm this cool, fluffy chick. To get there, you kind of have to crack open the layers of your your egg. So I've had I now my my oh my my egg is so cracked open that I think my chick is coming out. Um, And I don't think that that's like the end of life. I think the chicken turns into it, or the chick turns into a chicken and then starts laying eggs. Like it's a cycle, right? Just like life. but uh, my father-in-law passing away, uh, we were very close and he was a spiritual man and we connected on that. And he told me before he passed away that he was going to try to come through for me. And he has been. He's been coming through in my dreams and uh, sharing a lot of knowledge with me. Um, it's been pretty wild amazing draining too just if you go through an experience similar to this if you have loved ones trying to communicate with you or I don't know dream dreams where you travel and then you wake up you might feel drained uh and I've I've definitely felt that and I think the best thing for me I think this is like a very big issue I think of like Tyler Henry and how he just like gets so zonked after readings uh, and I'm like, I I resonate with him so much because I, I look at him, see his show or whatever, and I'm like, that's so me after like a concert or something or a party. I get so tired. Um, and now I, this is such a new thing for me, this grounding exercise where I truly connect with nature daily. I make it a conscious effort to do it. Uh, I think my energy level has been a lot better. Uh, And I think it happened for, like, I think I started doing the grounding practice and it became such a huge part of me and my self-care practice because I knew I was going to need it through the grieving process. Um, And just the amount of emotions that have been going through my house the amount of technology, you know, with everyone home, just, it was, it's been a lot, the energy, it's been overwhelming, and I've had these, these grounding practices, and there was a couple days that I didn't do it, and I truly did feel completely drained during those days, and I think those were some of the days that I was just, like, the most sad, and, uh, and I was also, like, being an emotional support system for my husband and kids, and, uh, that takes a lot out of you. Grief is very, very tiring. And during when you're the most tired, you don't do the things that you need the most for yourself. You know, like when you're super depressed, you don't want to go to the gym, even though you know that moving your body is going to help your endorphins and, and whatnot. You don't do the things because you're too tired. So I did have a couple of days there where I was inside mostly. And I, and I definitely felt, 
um, disconnected and just drained. Um, but I, now that I know the thing that if you hold onto a tap, it can help your energy. I think that going forward, that'll be something I do more often. And I definitely have been doing it more, uh, since finding out, like I definitely, it's, it's part. And whenever I go into my laundry room too, I always, I find one of the, so I have like, my laundry room is one of the rooms that don't have the walls finished. So there's poles and stuff. I always grab onto one of the copper poles and just hold onto it for about a minute just to, to feel grounded. Everything I can do possibly to feel grounded, it helps me feel like I'm not floating away from myself and that I'm not overly energized. I'm not overly, um, it's like I'm electric, you know, I, I, I get so much energy from other people, some good, some bad, but sometimes it's just too much. And when I take too much on, I can't really feel my true self, my true soul, you know, so I have to get back into my body. So I know who I am. I know that my soul is speaking, that it's not some, the imprint of someone else's shit on me. I need to release and ground myself so I can be my most aligned self. And here I go talking more about grounding, even though I plan on doing a full episode on this. Um, so I wanted to talk about dreams. This is probably the thing I missed in the last podcast episode that I just recorded. I didn't talk about this at all. So um, I've been having my father-in-law has been coming to me in my dreams since he died. The first one was super quick. He basically just said that he's okay and he's making up for lost time. So he and he showed me a glimpse of him celebrating with my sister-in-law her 30th birthday. He was too sick to do anything for her 30th or her 40th birthday. And so I think he was like going back in time and reliving these moments. And he was showing me moments. So that was the one I remembered. But then I had another dream where he was like giving me like tasks to do and stuff that I needed to talk about and, and whatever. But he was showing me the effects I can have. And I don't want to get into this. I don't want to share the whole dream, but I won't because it's so complicated. I was just talking to a friend about this. I find this is so fascinating. Dreams are only like two or three five minutes max like your actual dream experience is very short but if you try to explain your dream to someone the process of explaining it is like usually far longer than the dream actually is and so some of these dreams that I've had since he passed they're so multi-layered if I were to talk about it it would be a four-hour podcast but the dream was probably only five minutes and that doesn't make sense to our human minds, but it makes sense in the dream world, right? And so when I try to explain like meditation or the things that, the downloads that come into my mind, it doesn't really make sense to like a normal day-to-day -day life, but it does make sense in kind of this astral world, you know? Um, so one of the dreams, he was sharing this, this, basically mission that I was supposed to do and he was showing me the ripple effect of the, the actions and he was saying like you can I don't I'm not going to get into this this is like so personal so I'm not going to go I'm not going to 
share his personal stuff. I don't want to get into that, but he was showing me um, this this thing that I can do and how it will impact all these different people. And it was a spider web. Basically he was showing me the, the ripple, each, each strand that it was this one thing that is going to impact this. It's going to impact the criminal justice system. It's going to impact the medical system. It's going to impact this. It's going to impact all of these things. It's this spider web. And he took me through like, like Scrooge. And I've had dreams like this before. I've talked about it before the ripple effect podcast episode. I had a dream where uh, I gave a girl a, a gemstone, which happened in real life. But then I was able to experience the ripple effect of that action in my dream. It was amazing. And I've had a shared death experience, a shared life experience. I've or a shared, yeah, shared life review in a dream as well. So I've had these wild dream experiences. And there's no way that... Um, like you can experience that all in five minutes, right? You can't experience that in five minutes. And if you think about any of your dreams, like any of the dreams that like stick with you, think about just recall, try recalling the dream in your head. I know people with Avantasia can't do that, but just talk about it or write it on your phone. The amount of writing it takes to write it all down, it's usually longer than it would take for you to actually dream it. This is why we need to understand that time and space and all that stuff, when you're dead, when you're dreaming, when you're deep in meditation, time is completely different. You can gain knowledge without reading a 400-page novel. You can gain the same knowledge through meditation sometimes that you can gain through reading something on the Internet. Sometimes I gain knowledge and then I Google it after. And I'm like, oh, it was right, you know. Because I've had this download of information into my mind, I think, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but basically I wanted to just kind of touch on the fact that this life that we're living, this current life, the where you are in the present moment is, is like one dimension, right? Three dimensions, I guess. <laughs> but when you're in the dreamscape, just think about how many more dimensions there are, like how... You can go from one place to another in an instant. You know, you can choose to fly. You can whatever. This is like what I'm getting is that's what the afterlife is like. You know, like you can go here, you go there. You can be in multiple places at once. You can learn multiple things at the same time. It's multi-layered, multi-dimensional. Time is not in existence. Um, yeah, it's wild. Um, another thing that I've been getting. Again, I didn't want to get into, like, too many personal details about my father-in-law. Not because I don't feel his complete support now. Like, he's been coming through very strongly through my dreams and also, like, Claire audient, audiently. He's been communicating very strongly with me. I've developed that that part of me. It's, it's like, it's like a combination of Claire knowing and Claire audience. It's like... A very faint voice I get and like I can feel I can feel what he's doing with his body I don't know how to explain it like I he came through to me once and he was like slapping his leg laughing and I could like feel that I don't it's clear knowing I guess is what I'm saying but I have that very very strongly with him and he's come through in my dreams with very very clear very strong messages 
But one thing that he's been sharing in my dreams, and I don't always remember them, but they've been coming through during my day, is he's been sharing different symbols with me and what they mean and what how I can work with them. Um, and so I had this whole dream about him. And I was going, I was in the, in the morning and I was having a bit of an asthma attack and I went to get my puffer out, which is a new puffer and it's like a circle. And I, I went to open it and immediately like flashed back to him sharing this circle symbol with me that was like half black, half white. He was half in, half out. And he was explaining to me that he's like, hasn't fully crossed and he is, he's happy and like things are great and he's able to fish and he's doing all this heavenly things. It's not like a, Oh, I'm trapped here. He's like half in half out, but he, um, he is still kind of half in this realm to help us. He feels like he needs, there's still stuff that he wanted to do to help us and help his, my mother-in-law and help my brother-in-law and my husband. And, uh, yeah, like it's like and then I had another dream where he showed me another symbol of this wood that was cut, like a trunk of of wood that was cut. And he showed me all the different rings and how that is basically like your spiritual, your soul development and how that you start as like the beginning of the ring. But you're constantly expanding your rings out and that there's different layers to life and to afterlife and to just soul development in general. So you cross over and you can. You could be at a different layer of soul development than someone else, but it doesn't mean that you're in a heaven or hell plane. It's like you need to learn the lessons and grow and evolve to develop that extra layer. So he was like showing me this with a piece of wood and he's like, these symbols that reoccur in your life are supposed to remind you of these lessons in life, right? So I've had other symbols come in. The triangle has been big for me. It's been really in my face lately, and I don't fully remember what it meant in the dream, but I know that it was shown to me and that it has purpose and that the more I, like, learn about the triangle, the more it's going to make sense to me. And then I was at my friend's house on Saturday, and I was doing a tarot reading for her. Actually, it was an oracle reading. And during the reading, I was like look at all these circles. There's so many circles here. The circles, I know what the circles mean. Like, this is circles. These circles, there's so many circles. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I had a dream where I was told about these circles and I was flashed to the the half in, half out thing. But then I was flashed to the tree trunk. That's a circle. How it's like an eternal circle is like this image that it keeps going around and around and then I was flashed to the globe like our earth is a circle if you look at it you know it's a globe obviously but if you look at it, it's this perfect circle and circle just represents like it keeps going and going and going a wheel is a circle like there's so many circles in our life and uh anyways my dreams a lot of symbol stuff it's been happening um and I wanted to talk about symbols too there has been some new research with aphantasia, and I am going to talk about this without actually reading the article that they talked about it. So please know there's no science behind this. This is just me talking about what I gathered from the quick snippet I did read, which was basically just the description. But I want to explain what I have, because I think me having this is more important than some article, right? 
So if you've ever seen the aphantasia um, visual, like explaining what aphantasia is, it's usually like a picture of an apple that's fully colored, then a picture of an apple that's more blurry than one that's just an outline. Then there's like black or or like maybe there's five squares, but it's like basically your visual spectrum, right? And then there's people with hyperfantasia who can actually visualize like movies almost instead of just like still imagery, which I feel like is fairly normal, actually. And the more I learned about this stuff. Anyways, this article was saying that there's a different type of aphantasia where um, that last panel isn't black. It is more like shapes and stuff. So. This is really interesting to me because I've been getting like geometric patterns that have been coming up in meditation and through different like activities and experiments I've done on myself, I've been able to get some geometric shapes, but I cannot pull them up myself. I cannot be like, "Mm, show me a hexagon, show me a stop sign. I can't do that. I can't like think of something and have it come up, but I've had a meditation where I've gotten like a mandala that comes up and like there's these shapes that are going in the background or like almost like a kaleidoscope during a meditation I get like some sort of imagery I do it's it's not all the time and it's faint it's not like super bright you have to like super be focused on your eyelids which is something that I've been practicing describing what's behind my eyelids such a silly it sounds so silly but the more you do this the more you realize that your eyelids are are not always the same and so maybe there is some visual imagery in there that you don't even know exists because you're not really paying attention to what is there so I've been doing a lot of work with that um but this made me think so is there two parts of your brain is there a part of obviously there's many parts of your brain but is there a part of your brain that can bring up memories is that what's disconnected for people with Aventasia, the ability to bring them up, like recall, see things in our mind? And then is there a different part of your brain that's able to see things in your mind that isn't recall? And that would be like the geometric shapes. That would be like me randomly seeing a balloon um, when I was doing my meditation practice. Like maybe that, that, like that, that's like clairvoyancy. Or maybe there's something completely different there, too. Maybe there's another part of your brain that gives the ability to be clairvoyant. Um, I don't know. You tell me what you think. Have you ever seen patterns when you're in? I think it comes. And I had, I think, a couple podcast listeners have wrote in about visual experiences um, they've had through deep meditation practices or coming out of the dream state where they see patterns coming out of the dream state. So if you have an experience like that, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. I'm trying to track all my emails so I can like do some sort of research project one day when I get there. But um, if you have any sort of experience with this, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, But I think the pattern thing is not something that you would just like close your eyes and then a pattern just usually appears. It's usually for me. And again, this doesn't happen very often for me. It would be when I'm in, there's a term for it, hypno, whatever. I can never say it, so I'm going to try. But I had a podcast listener share this with me 
and now now I know that it's something I should talk about, but hypnogenuclear? I can't say it. I don't know. I need the word in front of me, and I don't have it in front of me, and I can't put it in my head because I have aphantasia. <laughs> but basically, when you're in that kind of like sleepy deepy zone, when your eyes are closed, there's no TV on in the background. You're just kind of like laying there with your eyes closed. You're about to fall asleep. Sometimes something will come in. And what comes in during that time, it's usually involuntary. And for me, it's been usually shapes or patterns. So I'm just curious if you've had that, if anyone's had that. Um, yeah, I had a theory the other day that came into my mind. And then there's no science, no backing behind this. It was literally just a theory that came into my mind. Uh, because, oh my gosh, part of my like so my spiritual development recently has been um kind of learning more about dark entities and dark souls and um just helping helping souls that have, haven't fully realized their potential and you know moving more light into dark basically and oh my gosh where was i going to go with this dark energy do, 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 do. I didn't even write it down because this is coming out of nowhere. Um, oh, man, it's gone. It's gone. Do, do, do. Dark Souls. That was something big for me. Um, it's gone, though. It's totally gone, what I was going to say. So I guess it's not important. Or or it is, and I'll come, come in another in another episode. Oh, I hate when I lose stuff like that. I am stopping this episode because I lost my flow. And I was at 45 minutes already. And my headphones died. So now I'm recording this just through my phone. So I sound different. But I just want to say thank you for listening. I'm going to try to get this podcast up up and maybe record something else I have to listen back because I don't remember what I said in this episode at all and I feel like there's a lot of information that I did not provide but here are some things that have been coming through for me and if you are like in a space where you're like confused and you don't really know um and you want someone to talk about it with or whatever if you because I feel like Part of me is like, I'm supposed to bring people together to talk about similar things. I don't know where it's going to lead, but fire me an email if you're interested in anything I've been talking about. Dark souls, this is what I was going to get into about helping souls on this side and on the other side kind of realize their potential and move to the space that they're supposed to be. Uh, I think that's part of my purpose. If you feel in a similar headspace to that, please send me an email, rofocreative at gmail.com, or if any of this stuff on this episode resonated with you. I have so much more to say. I will try to get more episodes up this week, but uh, please email me. Uh, And I know not all this stuff is going to get through to you. What I've realized is there's so many layers to spiritual development and ascension and whatever um I every week I think oh my gosh I know so much I've learned so much and then a week goes by and I'm like I'm like holy crap I know so much more and I think that's the point of life and afterlife 
I think that we're supposed to constantly keep growing and then we get thrown into another life and we get amnesia from our past life. But this soul progression is still kind of growing throughout our multi- multiple lives. And uh, something will resonate in this episode, but not all things. It all depends on where you are in your development. And I encourage people to play like Russian roulette, not Russian roulette, like just like play shuffle podcasts, you know, like listen to a random podcast because you'll get some random information, you know, sometimes I listen to five minutes of a podcast because I know I got the information I was supposed to need. And maybe that's you here. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just rambling some more and I was really coming on to say goodbye. I was. So I'm going to say goodbye, but, uh, please feel free to uh, drop me an email or write a review or, hey, donate to the podcast. I would love that. No pressure, but uh, it is so greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, I love hearing from you guys. And stay tuned for some really awesome meditation tracks that I'm going to post to the website as soon as I can hyper-focus my way into them. And if you are on my grounding challenge, please... um, Whatever questions I asked, you can answer them yourself, but I'm going to get a post questionnaire up very soon. So just bear with me. Uh, just been kind of crazy over here. So, yeah, that's it for now. Have a wonderful, amazing, joy-filled, love-filled, energized day. Oh, you know what? I wanted to talk about one more thing. <laughs> I wanted to talk. Did I tell you about the cough? About how I, I've had this cough for like two years. And my friend literally just told me I was over there on Friday. And she said, because I was doing an oracle. Maybe I did say this. I don't remember. I was doing an oracle reading on her and I started coughing. And she was like, whenever you cough, it's like spirit coming through, like validating. And I was like, what? And then I like had these flashes to all these times. I'm recording something and I'm coughing. I'm like apologizing, but it's really just validation, I think, from spirit. Because it's like this cough came right as I entered this spiritual kind of develop. Like I really, really leaped into my spiritual development and I had this cough and it wouldn't go away. And I've had these like physical experiences. You know, it's all kind of connecting now. These physical experiences I've had um, and coughing is one of them. I always just blame COVID for it, but I think it was like part of, part of my uh, journey. Anyways, if you have a random tick, like a cough or a hiccup or a chill or, you know, twitch and you're like, what? Or a ringing in your ear or something, you know, whatever it is. Don't just like think, oh, that's just whatever. Lean into it and see what it is. See, realize, like, listen to what you were talking about in that moment or... Um, what were you thinking about? It's like when you see the angel numbers, when you see 1111 or whatever. Sometimes it means something, sometimes it means nothing. Sometimes you're thinking about someone that you loved in that moment, and that's what that is. It's like them saying hi. Sometimes it's just angels being like, hey, you're loved. You know, it is really what you make of it. But um, for me, the coughing while I'm in the middle of a tangent, usually a validation that what I'm saying is accurate, true, or... Or I have like an abundance of energy flowing through me and I need to <laughs> ground myself a bit more. So I'm just kind of learning what my body body is saying. 
And now I'm really going to go. I promise this is the last time I'm going to say goodbye. I hope your day is wonderful. Go ground yourself. Put your feet in the, in the ground or go grab a pole and ground yourself. Have a great day. Love you.